0: Hey, good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time in Acts together. Uh, I mentioned yesterday we we're going to be reading one of the more pivotal stories, one of the more golly important stories in the whole Bible. You have Abraham being called. You have the last Jesus' last day, crucifixion, the resurrection—some really pivotal moments in church history. But today, today is one of those big ones. This is when Saul is converted. So let's let's start in Acts chapter nine. We'll read verses 1 through um, 19. Uh, 1 through chapter 9, verses 1 through 19. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Remember, we met Saul earlier in chapter 7 in Stephen's um, martyrdom. And then in chapter 8, when he began to persecute the church. So Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. And asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that he might find any who belonged to the way, men and women, that he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told where what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice, but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and even though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said, Get up and go to the street called Straight at the house of, of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming and lay hands on him, that he may regain his sight. <clears throat> but Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard much from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem, and how he has the authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said, Go. For it is, he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and the kings before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the way here has sent me that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like like scale fell off his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Okay, so we see here, I think there are two things, well, three things I guess we can look at in this story. Paul, the Lord, Ananias. So Saul, I keep calling him Paul because his name will be changed later, later to Paul, who you, you know. But now he's still going by Saul. We'll talk about the importance of having your name changed when we get to that part of the story. But Saul is going, he went to the chief priest. To to persecute the church, he he was going to Damascus for a very specific purpose, and that is to shut down or stop the church. This goes back to remember I said when we were looking at the story of stoning of Stephen, how more than likely than not that Paul Saul was in charge. So here we see Paul Saul rather going to the chief priest and saying, "Hey, give me letters. I want to destroy this church. I want to kill it in its infancy. I want to stop this church from growing. Give me letters that I may go do it." So Paul Saul was sent on a very specific mission to destroy the church on the way he met Jesus. And for Saul, this must have been quite the unexpected thing (laughs) because he went there to stop the movement in the name of Jesus. And now he meets this Jesus is blinded. We see him suffer greatly. We see his total world upended and following Jesus to do that. Y'all, Following Jesus will upend your world. It'll upend your plans. It'll throw all manner of stuff up in the air. There's no saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Saul had plans. Saul was probably on the trajectory to be of incredible importance. But Jesus had other plans. So we see Paul affected here. Saul, rather. We see the Lord. Look what the look what the Lord says to Ananias. He says, He is an instrument who I have chosen to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. So, the Lord had plans and designs for Saul that Saul knew nothing about. The Lord had designs on his life and purposes for his life that he was unaware of. One of my Close friends likes to say that God's not surprised by any of this. God has things in store for you and for me, plans that we can't fathom, that we can't understand, that may not make a lick of sense to us because Saul would have been the last person that Ananias would have chosen, that so many others would have chosen because Paul was terrorizing the church, y'all. Let's be clear. Paul says in one of his letters, he was utter blasphemies. He was trying to destroy the movement and the work of God. Paul was not a good guy. Paul was about the worst person you could think of in the eyes of the church at this point. Yet he was the person whom God had chosen. God had plans and designs for Paul. Paul had to trust. But honestly, in this passage, the person who had, may have had the trust the most is Ananias. Because look what he says in the vision. He says, Lord, this is this is verse 13 after he's had the in the vision. He said, Lord, I've heard much about I've heard from many about this man how much evil he has done to all your saints in Jerusalem, and how he has all authority from the chief priest to bind all who invoke your name. And the Lord says, I have a plan for him. So look what Ananias does in verse 17. So he went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul. The Lord had a Paul. Saul had to be stretched. To. Do the things God had in store for him. The Lord had plans. In store for Saul. But for me, when I read the story, the person who had to take the biggest leap of faith was Ananias. Because he knew who Saul was, and he knew what Saul had done. And we don't know that for Ananias, that some of the people that Saul had killed are some of the people that Saul was going to kill, some of the people that Saul was going to put in prison. They could have been his friends, his family, his loved ones. This could have been people that meant a great deal to him. This was no just passing movement, but this was this was a, a big and painful deal for Ananias. These weren't just names on the paper. These were loved ones. These were family. These were friends. These were his brothers and sisters in Christ. And yeah, look what Ananias calls Saul, brother Saul. For Ananias, Saul has now become a brother this one who was being sent to destroy his family has now become part of his family. That, that to me, of all the persons in this story, takes the most, the most faith and the most trust and the most, most obedience to God. Because God had a plan. He knew what he was doing. Saul had no choice. He was blinded. He had to follow the plan of God back. And Ananias said, Lord, no, I'm not. I'm not, Lord, I'm not. I'm not. I know what he's done. I know what he's doing. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I can't do this, God. He's done too much wrong. He's destroyed too many. He's hurt too many. I can't do this. But he did it. He trusted God. And he extended grace to someone he didn't want to extend grace to at first. Who's that for you? Who's the person in your life? Person in your family? Person in your job? Person in your work? Person in your life? Who you need to extend grace to? You just don't want to. Because maybe they don't deserve it. Maybe they haven't asked for it. Maybe you don't trust them. Maybe you don't want to. But for Ananias to be obedient to God, he had to extend grace to Saul. That was the path he had to walk for Saul to be used by God for the things that he had in store for them. Of all the people today in this text, I think Ananias took the biggest leap of faith and frankly had the largest faith because he extended grace to someone that he did not want to. Today, friends, who is that person in your life? Who do you need to extend grace to today that if we're being honest, you really don't want to? Today, maybe that person is just the person you need to give grace to. Well, we're now taking a shift in Acts. Now we're going to say we're going to still see Peter and the other apostles, but we're going to see things shift towards Paul. So um, we'll pick up tomorrow as we see Paul continue to preach or start to preach. Now I continue to start to preach. Thanks for joining us today. And let's extend grace to all that we meet today. Have a great day.